Mysore Chakras episode 122. The warrior's approach is to say yes to life and yeah to it all. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, action takers? You are back to your oasis for ancient wisdom provided to you in actionable nuggets so that you're able to go out, take action, learn, share and grow to a whole new level. The goal of this podcast is to show you that everything around us is energy. Our bodies, our thoughts, money, the buildings around us, all of it is energy. And with the right tools, techniques and mindset, we're able to remove the energetic blocks in front of us and embrace the love, prosperity and fresh that awaits us. Action Tribe, thank you so much for joining me once again. So before we begin today's episode, I have an announcement to make. Based on a survey that I recently conducted, I got to know that meditation is one of the most demanded topics here at My 7 Chakras. The benefits of meditation are great, but many of you have a hard time meditating by yourself. And that's why I invited Dr. Leslie Phillip for a special guided meditation masterclass that aired a few days back. We received a huge number number of downloads on the very first day itself because people just loved it. In case you missed that episode, I highly recommend that you set aside 30 minutes of your time and allow Dr. Phillips to guide you into a powerful meditation. You can do so by visiting my7chakras.com forward slash g1. That's my7chakras.com forward slash g1. You will surely love this episode, action taker. And with that, we are ready to welcome our special guest for today, Jennifer Eurizio. So Jennifer, are you ready to inspire? Of course. <laughs> awesome. So Jennifer Urizo is a master intuitive author, teacher and speaker. She founded her own business Blooming Grove in 2004 in response to her intuitive senses and ability to help others feel better about themselves both holistically and naturally, working closely with them to generate a feeling of strength and well-being. She specializes in helping people connect to themselves to each other and to the divine. She founded a new paradigm, Soul Language, which provides guidance for understanding our true nature and tools for accessing deeper levels of awareness. This new insight into how the soul expresses itself is being embraced by top healers, life coaches, CEOs, leaders all around the world as a method for helping people recognize their purpose and live from a place of power and truth. Her modalities of strength include soul language, essential oils, therapeutic kinesiology and pranic healing among others. So Jennifer, that was a short intro about you, but take about a minute and tell us something more about yourself. Well, I have been called the liquid nitrogen of intuitives. What I'm really amazing about is helping people really get to that core challenge and their core desire and then utilizing that essential nature to welcome and receive and embody that core desire and that life purpose so they can feel and live a life full of meaning, abundance and love. Wonderful. And we can't wait to learn more about how to do that. But before that, 
we never get tired of inspirational quotes here at my seven chakras because those powerful words at the beginning of each episode that really sets the tone for how we are going to feel throughout the session and what we're going to do with the information that is shared so let's start with some inspiration jennifer what is your favorite inspirational quote and also tell us how you apply this quote in your life well one of my soul languages and we'll go through that in a little bit but one of my soul languages is called the graceful warrior so my favorite quote is from joseph campbell who says the warrior's approach is to say yes to life and yeah to it all and i think i apply that because you know Often we can be in resistance about what's happening, whether it be a challenge or even something good. And when you open up and you say yes to it all, that allows you to open up to the infinite possibilities and experience profound joy and know even in great sadness that still, yes, that joy is with you. So that's how I apply that quote to my life. Wonderful. I love this quote. The warrior's approach is to say yes to life. That is so profound because sometimes it's hard, right? You say yes and more important than just saying yes is to just show up and follow through and follow the discipline. But you not only talk about saying yes to whatever commitments that we made in the past but also being open to the infinite possibilities that the universe has in store for us because there's only so much that we can plan and beyond that the universe sometimes has its own plan for us in terms of who it's going to make us meet what idea it's going to pass in front of us what book it's going to shoot right in front of us so that we can shoot to the whole new level so thanks a lot for sharing this powerful quote and with that let's dive in what really motivated you to write your book soul language consciously connecting with your soul. So it was more like being on a bicycle downhill. I heard this inspiration about how to put some tangibility to soul. And before I knew it, I was sitting down and this material was pouring out of me. I think what where the inspiration came was after that that paradigm was kind of downloaded or or written was to keep following through keep bringing it forth keep offering it to individuals and really to keep listening i think that it takes great motivation not an inspiration not to kind of fall into pattern not um to but to really to keep turning towards that truth and my truth is that we're all whole and complete and whatever you call that higher self, whether it be universe, tree, Bob, I had a client call it Bob, whatever you call it, it doesn't matter. But that is the truth. That is something bigger um, and that you are your own creator. And I think that's what really inspires me that, wait, I, I am the my own creator in my universe and what do I want to create today? And being conscious of that because sometimes I can create not so fun things for myself. That is so true. Now you mentioned and something that really caught my attention was that the material was pouring out of you. So my question is, did you do something consciously? You spoke about conscious. Did you do something consciously to create those circumstances that led to the material pouring out? I was asking some really big questions. Um, I knew what my life purpose was, which is a powerful healer and teacher of service in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And I, I was going, okay, that's great. Love that groovy title. What do I do with that? And where are my people? Because I'm, I feel really alone and unsupported. And those are really big questions for the universe. And I I went to a conference where I was speaking and this person sat down next to me and went, we're going to be friends for life. I can feel that. And I went, yeah, I can feel that too. And then my inside voice was, why is that true? Mm. And what happened was that 
that elicited a response. And what I heard from the universe was, oh, that's soul language. And I went, okay, I, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to keep asking questions. And it became this dialogue. And then the structure was to sit down for at least 15 minutes each day and ask a question and have it answered. Mm. And what I realized was, I was collecting all this material for this paradigm all of my life. I just didn't know it until I started to ask those big questions. So, you know, to inspire yourself or to take that first step, uh, listeners, just start with a simple question. Like, what do I need to know today? What does the universe or my higher self um, want me to know today? And that simple yet profound question can create a huge step for each one of you to take. Wonderful. Now, before moving on, I think it's really important to clarify what is your definition of the soul and how is that different from our higher self or is that the same? It's really the same. You know, that soul is that essential nature, that thing that never changes. I call that that little piece of God, you mm -hmm. know, that you get to embody with. Everyone has a different name for it, um, but it's that essential nature, that, that essence, that thing that never changes and your little slice of your little drop it of, you know, the big universal God, divine tree, mother, father, whatever you want to call it. That's your individual portion of the divine that you get to in express and embody. Beautiful. Now, let's dive a bit deeper now. Talk to us about the different soul languages that exist and why are they important? So, what soul language is, is it puts some tangibility to soul. So, it gives you words to what you know already true deep down inside. And we each have three soul languages. They're really three core energies of your essential nature. The first one is your mission here. And you know what? People really confuse themselves around mission. They think it's about doing, like to be a healer or an author or, a, you know, an artist or a speaker. That's a delivery system. That's not your mission. Mm -hmm. What your mission here is to profoundly experience something and then offer that experience to others. So my language in that category is called equalizer. So what I'm profoundly here to experience is to create my perfect formula balance and then offer others their perfect formula balance. I've had, I'm going to use this word correctly, literally jobs where I've been paid to hold someone's hand. Can you just hold my hand when I do this task? Wait, you want me to hold your hand and you're going to pay me? Yes, because I allow people to feel that profound sense of safety and balance. I'm just kind of holding that container for them. The second language category is really about how we fuel that mission and how we'll be known here. And so my language in that category is called teacher of integrity. And so how do I create balance? Is I can see where people are out of the consciousness of love for themselves and I offer them the chance to get back in, which means back into balance, whole and complete, manifester of their own world. And then the third category is about our soulful personality, how we prefer to go through life. And my language in that category is called graceful warrior, action, movement, courage, and grace. So when we combined our three core energies, I can have a one-liner. I can give a one-liner for every soul on this planet. So my one-liner is I create balance through love, integrity, and courage. And what that allows me to do, that becomes my guidepost. I get to understand if I'm being and doing that for myself. If I'm not, my life is going to be full of struggle. So there's a total of 107 different languages or different core energies of soul across three, three, three different categories. And some people, you know, some of those languages people will recognize nice, like nurturer or matriarch. These are energies that have been kind of archetypal energies throughout 
the existence of man. But what's really amazing about understanding your soul languages is, is that it, it doesn't put you in a box. It allows you to have a container and words to really profoundly express who you are and then connect with that, understand where you're utilizing all of that energy consciously or in struggle. And then it gives you tools to move from struggle to consciousness. So it's a very tangible way of connecting in a very almost kind of tunnel to Mecca kind of way. Mm -hmm. And it's a living, breathing kind of organism. So unlike archetypal kind of paradigms, the languages are constantly being updated because more and more information is coming in. And so that's a little bit about soul language. So I love that you clarified the definition of what mission is because it might get people might confuse it. Mission is different from doing like doing would be being an author, a business person, singer, performer, whatever it is. But the question that you, uh, I guess, asked us to ask is what are we here to experience and help other people experience as opposed to doing experiencing. So thanks a lot for sharing. Now, let's talk about the challenge at hand. Based on what you shared, understanding our soul language allows us to consciously connect with our soul and add some tangibility into that communication for the benefit of ourselves, for someone who's trying to get a better grasp of the challenge that they might be going through. Can you give us an example of or some examples from daily life that might suggest that we are not aligned with our soul? Well, I think everyone is aligned with it. I think whether you're taking action on it is really kind of the issue. Some of the challenges or struggle signs would be you feel unsupported, you feel disconnected, you are struggling in some part of your life. You feel like you're not speaking your truth. You feel like you're not being heard. You have a sense of that there's something bigger out there. This is not to say that you're not whole and complete. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. Mm. Those are all indications that you feel disconnected and that's an opportunity for huge growth and a way to reconnect and actually experience this profound sense of connection and kind of that connection of being really profoundly loved in a bigger way. But anywhere where we have discontentment, and for people who are just starting off, you're going to know your discontentment really loud and clear. And what's really great about people who are just kind of taking those first steps is you get to move huge boulders. Mm. So, you know, when you start to, to connect just a little bit more, what's going to happen is things are going to shift really big. And then you're going to be on the path for a while like you and me. And ours are like little pebbles and we get sneakier because as our consciousness grows, so does that ego. Mm. So does that kind of line with the little end. And it gets clever. I mean, we're intelligent beings. So, you know, if you are feeling discontentment or struggle or distress or disease, that is just an indication that you are disconnected and you get to move into reconnection. And here's the honest truth. Everyone experiences this. Mm. Everyone. Listen, do we hear about the Dalai Lama doing that? No. But the Dalai Lama is trained, like, since he's been a peanut, right? So, His practice is much deeper than someone like me. This is about a practice. So the first thing I want everyone to understand is let's let go of judgment where you are. Let's just accept where you are and then you can decide where you want to go. That's the simplest action you can take for yourself is just accepting where you are. And then you can go, okay, I accept it. And now what do we want to do? Because when you're in that judgment, you're already in disconnection. Another thing, a very easy step that people can do right here, right now, 
is actually take care of their physical needs. Most people don't listen to their body's needs. They don't drink properly. They don't eat properly. They don't sleep. They wait hours before going to the bathroom. Those are ways to disconnect and not love yourself. So those are two really down and dirty tips that you can just do starting now. So let's go back to where it all started now. How did you first encounter the concept of soul languages? I was speaking at a conference about essential oils and life purpose. And I was asking some of those big questions like, why am I here? Where are my people? I know what I'm here to do. How do I use my gifts and talents? I could feel something huge inside of me. I just didn't know what that was. And when I started to receive this information, it just became to like flow out of me. And I just started asking people to, okay, so I'm doing this new thing. Can I identify your soul languages? And I was talking to this woman who knew nothing about the 107 different languages, knew nothing about soul language. And we identified one of her soul languages as partner. And I said to her, how does that resonate with you? And she said, well, Jen, before we got on the phone, I asked myself, Jennifer asked me what my soul language would be. What would I say? And she said, and I wrote down the word partner. And as you know, from earlier in the conversation, I'm a graceful warrior. So when a warrior cries, it's something. Mm -hmm. And I burst out hysterically crying on the phone. And she said, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, you just told me I'm not crazy. And I think that's a big thing that your audience needs to understand that when they're starting to come alive and awake, they're going to notice things. They're going to feel things. They're going to have all these extrasensory things. And there's going to be a moment where they think, oh my God, I'm making it up or I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you, you're not. <laughs> and, you know, I was listening to your intro about meditation and, and why so many people have a hard time with meditation. And, and I also want to kind of throw out something that sometimes people force themselves to do a sacred practice like meditation because they understand the benefits of it, but they don't ask themselves, is this a sacred practice that I resonate with and I want to pursue? Because when they actually start to listen to that, what happens is they align with it very gracefully. So I'm a warrior. So warriors have a, a hard time really setting you know, being still. And meditation has always been really tough for me. I've had to grow into meditation. I'm also highly intuitive and highly innovative. So the same sacred practice, whether it be meditation or journaling or dancing or singing or, or any of those things or praying, if I do the same thing every day, I get bored. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people don't really understand um, that this journey is a personal journey. And the most important opinion or voice in your spiritual journey is you. And if something doesn't feel right, not in resistance, because we all know what that feels like. But if your gut saying, yeah, that doesn't feel right, listen to that. Take action on that. Be loving with yourself on that. It's really important that people have a sacred practice that actually works for them. Wonderful. Now, you spoke about essential oils, and I know that this is a huge topic, but talk to us a bit about how essential oils tie into connecting and building a relationship with our soul. I love essential oils. I love them because they do a lot of heavy lifting like the divine does. Mm. So what essential oils will do is especially, you know, therapeutic grade ones. And I've, I've read spiritual protocols for people with essential oils. What they'll do is they'll 
help remove the pattern from the replicating pattern of the DNA. So it actually helps you if you use an essential oil to reset a pattern fairly quickly Mm. without having to do a lot of the talking or the processing. And for someone who likes to move very quickly, they're amazing. And so that's what I love about essential oils. They do a lot of the heavy lifting for us. And, you know, I mean, they've been around since the beginning of time and they just have such potency. And a lot of, you know, like the rose essential oil, the rose smell, they're associated with, you know, some of those really profound spiritual figures like Mary, Jesus, Buddha, right? Like, so that should tell you something right there. And since scent or smell is our oldest sense, and some of that fear is really based in that reptilian brain, it will also help do that heavy lifting there as well. That is beautiful because the reason why I asked this question to you is I recently bought a collection of essential oils, six bottles and a humidifier as well. And deep down, I wanted to make my home more energetic, you know, so I felt that there was something missing over there. So I went on Amazon and I got this uh, collection. And as soon as I started it, it felt really different, really powerful. So I knew it on an intuitive level that this is definitely working. But Mm -hmm. I wanted your advice about the how and why. So thanks a lot for clarifying that. Now, our show is all about becoming aware of new ideas and concepts and then going out and taking action so that we can learn. So for someone out there who wants to start building that relationship with their soul, who wants to start that conversation with their soul, is there a technique that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah. So the first thing I would suggest is you just take a deep breath. You ground and center yourself. See, most people aren't really grounded. And so I work a lot with divine intelligence and and that's the nature of you, meaning your body. So your body doesn't have free will. And if everything's in working order and you ask it to raise its hand, it will. It's never going to go, you know what, Jane, get back to me tomorrow. I don't feel like doing it. It just doesn't have that. (laughs) So when we use divine intelligence, again, it will get us where we want to go. So we'll start with a simple grounding technique and that simple divine intelligence aligned body and soul. And then once that's settled in, what I suggest people to do is just connect to their heart. And if they know their soul languages, they can connect to their soul languages and then start with a question. So here's the first question for everyone. What does your soul want you to understand fully and completely in this space and time? And all of you, one should have probably heard the big answers, love, peace, and everyone will roll their eyes about that because it's not tangible Mm -hmm. and you don't know what to do with that. And those are huge concepts that you need to kind of small chunk down. And so then you ask another question. Okay, so I got this whole profound thing of love. I don't understand that. Can you tell me how to start that new relationship with that love, peace, whatever. And here's the thing. When people start this conversation, they'll go, well, how do I know that it's really my soul or my higher self mm-hmm. and or it's not just imagination? And my, my statement is, where do you think imagination comes from? So let's just trust that what you hear is your soul and then move from there. And so those are some simple techniques to kind of get in touch and notice throughout the day, you know, especially when you have to make a decision, just take a deep breath, do that reconnection, and then just simply ask yourself, what is in my greatest good to do right here, right now? 
And when you do something that is truly in your greatest good, you do it in the greatest good of everyone on this planet, whether we understand it or not. Because a lot of people, as they're starting to awake, what are their fears are going to be is, oh my God, you know, will I lose my family? You know, will I lose my friends? Will people think I'm crazy? There's all this judgment that comes up. And that's just an opportunity for you to go, okay, I heard my mind. And that's okay. You're safe. Because when people don't kind of know what to pray for or affirm, the first thing I always tell people to pray for or affirm or to activate in their body is that they're safe. So we're going to do it together. Do you want to play with me for a moment? Sure. So you're going to repeat after me and everyone can do this um, who's listening. So divine intelligence. Divine intelligence. Fill my body. Fill my body. With the feeling and knowing. With the feeling and knowing. Of divine safety. Of divine safety. But uh, I yawned over here, which I know that there was some part of me that didn't feel safe. Who knows what it was, right? Mm -hmm. What was your experience over there? I had a epiphany, if I may put it that way, because just this uh, morning, I was reading uh, Creative Visualization. Now, this is the second I read it once, and I was just going through my notes uh, of that book, and I was going through very similar affirmations that you just shared. So it was like, I just read it in the morning, and I'm going through something really similar right now. So I really loved it. I could feel powerful energy in my chest. Beautiful. So that's an indication, right? So now you have what I call a tell. Mm. A tell is something in poker when someone's bluffing or doing something unconscious. You have a tell. So the tell is when you feel connected, your heart opens, Mm. okay? So you know that when you feel that heart constriction, that that is an indication that you get to pause and reestablish your connection. And you can simply do it by just filling your body with safety or by grounding and centering yourself and doing that soul connection Mm -hmm. um, exercise that we just did. And here's the thing. People think that you do it once and then you're good to go. You might have to do it a hundred million times a minute and that is okay. You know, the more you do it, the more it's going to be kind of muscle memory and integrated, and, you know, your disconnection has been programmed in and we just need to reprogram you back into connection. Awesome. So Action Tribe, to access the show notes for this episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 122. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 122. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. This is a powerful quote by Cory Ten Boom. Action Tribe, the difference between man and animal is that animals worry when there's a predator nearby and then they forget it. Man tends to worry over and over and over again. And when I say man, I mean women as well. And this leads to nowhere but negativity, bad health conditions and lowered performance. I know that you are going through challenges, but worrying about it is only going to drain you of your energy. Instead, try accepting reality, taking responsibility, think about what you can do today, ask these powerful questions that Jen has just recommended us to do so and ask what book you can read. And also, you can always think about who can you reach out to for advice, for support, because there are people out there who genuinely want to support you and help you. And let's talk about your story now, Jen. Take us back to a time when you faced a major roadblock. How did you initially look at the situation? And then how did you overcome it? You know, the one that pops to mind is I decided 
that where I was living wasn't sustainable anymore. It wasn't suitable. My landlord was crazy. Um, the hot water heater was broken for a week. It was January. I live in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And um, my next door neighbor was out shoveling. And I never talked to the man before, but he lived next door and he had this family, three family house with, and each one had a, a deck and I, I covered it, those decks. I loved it. And I just said to him, listen, if anyone's thinking about moving, will you just let me know? And, and a week later, he knocks on the door and went, she's moving. Do you want to come see the third floor apartment? And it was a huge jump in rental price and investment. And it was a smaller space. Mm -hmm. And I went into profound fear. And for me, that's an indication of now I know this. I didn't know this at the time. This is several years ago mm. that oof, something big's coming because I'm working through some heavy stuff here. And my landlord, my current landlord, wasn't going to let me out of the lease until 90 days. Although it's a whole legal mumbo jumbo. We don't need to know those details. But I'm on the floor hysterically crying because I feel so unsupported. And I remember a friend of mine saying to me, what would you be doing now if you weren't crying or holding on to the worry and fear? And I had a list and I realized, wow, I could choose in a deeper way. I embodied actually, wow, I could choose what I wanted to experience. And I got up and I started baking bread because I love to make bread. And I decided that every time I, I made a batch of bread that I was going to make money. And I made mm -hmm. a lot of bread that winter and I made a lot of money that winter. <laughs> and it, you know, it became this, okay, what am I going to choose? And I loved what you said about worry because, you know, it's such a profound statement. And I think sometimes when we're in it, we forget. And a Jennifer Bloom, who's a soul language practitioner of mine, he calls it pre-suffering. We are pre-suffering mm -hmm. because we're trying to cover all of our bases and make sure we're safe. And there's a lot of control in that. And a lot of stiff arming the universe, meaning there's not much room for God in that equation. And so now when I go through challenges, and we all go through challenges because we're always unfolding, I try to remember and I surround myself with people and practices that remind me that I am the creator in my own universe, and I get to choose what I want to create. And I also get to forgive myself for what I might consider today bad creation. And I think people often get stuck in the, oh my God, you know, that's never happened before. Why would it happen now? And the universe doesn't work on that principle. It works on what you keep asking, what you keep focusing on, what you keep intending manifests. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's all these little things that you've got to kind of wiggle yourself through. But it's really important to practice and surround yourself with individuals and support team that will help you to practice and to help be there when you forget and when you fall down. I think it's really important. And I think a lot of strong people forget to ask for support. And if you're not asking human beings for support, you're definitely not asking the universe. And guess what? The universe sends you human beings. It's not going to send you a tree because that would scare the bejesus out of us. It'll send <laughs> you a human being. So, you know, this is a chance for everyone to really open up 
to to receiving in such a big way. You know, I remember being in the post office and there's this woman with the, you know, the baby carriage that has three babies in it mm-hmm. and she's got packages on the baby carriage. And I went, do you need help? And she's like, no, 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 I got it. And I went, really? Because you don't have it. Open up that big post office door that takes like two hands. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this is a great lesson or awareness for me. Where do I get offered assistance? And I go, no, 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 I'm too strong. I think that's really important to remember when we are working through a challenge, you know, that because often we're on our knees begging the universe for support and aren't taking the hand that's being offered to us. Mm-hmm. I think that is so profound. You mentioned that we're always looking for signs from the universe. We want the universe to help us. But what we don't realize is that the universe manifests in terms of people who we might either know or don't know. But once we seek, like I heard that quote, once the student is ready, mm-hmm. the teacher just appears. And the teacher is not a tree. The teacher is not the universe. The esoteric concept that we might have in our mind, the teacher is a person who you might know or not know, but you need to seek. Now, Jen, in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners? To remember that you are enough and to take action from the knowing that you are enough. Wonderful. I'll have that in the show note. You shared that at one point you decided that you weren't going to live where you were because it wasn't serving you. It wasn't sustainable. You didn't like the place as much as you would have liked. And you saw your next door neighbor, you saw him shoveling in the snow and you just asked him to remind you if somebody is moving out to just tell you so. And then the person came, gave you those results. It seemed like a great, like something that you were waiting for to make that jump. But then all of a sudden you had fear gripping you. You were worried. uh, You felt unsupported. And then you were for a moment lost. But then at that point, you remembered an advice that your friend gave you. And that's when you had that shift in perspective. You realized that you had a choice, you could forgive yourself, you could make the mistakes because those mistakes would allow you to grow and you could move on. I think that is so, so inspiring. So thanks a lot for sharing that. Thank you. It sounds inspiring now. (laughs) Oh, it totally does. You have no idea. Action Tribe, science and research are proving that our mind is more powerful than we can ever imagine. Neuroplasticity says that our brain is constantly growing, constantly making connections, adjusting and becoming smarter. So just like you exercise your body in the gym and relax in the sauna, make sure you are exercising your mind by reading books, listening to podcasts like ours, which you are doing. So that's awesome. Asking powerful questions and relaxing your mind by meditating frequently. Now, I'd like to point out that there is no one way of meditating. As Jen said, you need to find your own way of meditation, whether it's meditating by sitting in one place or meditating while standing, meditation by walking, mindfulness meditation, or maybe meditation while moving. Yoga is moving meditation. So there are so many ways that you can meditate. But the end result is that you're relaxing your mind, you're cultivating your energy. Because as Oliver Wendell Holmes so eloquently once said over 100 years ago, man's mind once stretched by a new idea never regains its original dimension. So Jennifer, at this point in your life, what is your life's purpose? To alleviate suffering through connection. Beautiful. Thank you. And with that, 
that i request you to go back in time once again to a moment in your life that was really really special because you knew deep down that your life was about to change when was that moment and if you could share a little story for us i think it was the moment that i met my sacred partner a friend of mine put me on this dating website and I was like oh whatever and I saw his picture and I'm and I heard reach out to that guy and I'm like no no god I'm not gonna do that I can't see his eyes he lives in Pennsylvania no and I heard reach out to that guy I was like fine so I reached (laughs) out he calls we go on our first date and I want to stab him with a spoon and I I we're done having our dinner and we're gonna go for coffee and I call my best friend who put me on the dating I was like, oh, I want to stab him with a spoon. And she's like, why? It's like, because he thinks I'm pretty and he wants to talk to me and he likes me. And she's like, do you might want to give that a try? And it was another moment where I thought, oh, wow, I'm really in resistance because this guy, this guy's a game changer. And, you know, I just, I thank God every day for that moment and that moment in my kitchen where I heard, Okay, so what are you going to do? What do you want to do? This is what you wanted. You've wanted this your entire life. And here it is. So are you going to walk away from it because you're afraid? And luckily I chose not to. And it's been, you know, when you when you meet that someone who you know is your peep and you know that you guys just get each other and there's so much respect there and there's so much love. It's really profound. And, you know, having that core desire met is just life altering. And then you think everything's just going to fall into place and, you know, everything's going to go smoothly for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And you forget that, oh, okay, so we get to keep adjusting and we keep unflo- unfolding. And so, you know, to be open enough to be that loved and to give and receive love, I think is such a great gift. And I'm so grateful for it every moment of every day. Well, thanks a lot for sharing yet another beautiful and inspiring story. And with that, we've reached the wisdom round, which is the last round for today and is a rapid fire round. The goal of this round is for our listeners to get inspired and take action. Are you ready? Yeah. Great. What's the best advice that you've ever received? Don't settle. Name a personal habit that keeps you strong, keeps you going, keeps you motivated. Praying. All right. So Jennifer, what is your morning ritual like? What do you do during the first two hours of your day? I journal. I read a prayer. I write a prayer. I sit in conversation with my soul. I have coffee and I have breakfast and I spend some time on the deck being present with my plants and my cats. Uh, Warner is here. We will have breakfast as well, depending on the timing of the day. It's really about setting up that intention and that reminder that I'm whole and complete so I can keep going back to that moment of centering and connection. All right. Now, I'm sure that many of our listeners are waiting for this moment. But if you had to recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? The one book that I would recommend for listeners is, where's that book name? I'm going through all of my stuff. Oh, there it is. It's by Genevieve, Mm -hmm. B-E-H-R-E-N-D, and it's called Your Invisible Power. 
Perfect. We're going to have that in the show notes. Action Tribe to access today's show notes. Visit my7chakras.com forward slash 122. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 122. So Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing those powerful yet inspiring stories. And before you go, tell us one thing that you are really grateful for and tell us how can Action Tribe find you online? I am profoundly grateful for the ability to connect and the ability to choose to connect. It changes my life every day. And people can get in touch with me at soul language, S-O-U-L language.us. I answer my own emails and I pick up my own phone and I would welcome the chance to talk to anyone that has a question. Awesome. So we'll have this link in the show notes. Action Tribe. If you've listened so far, it really, really means that you are interested in getting to know your soul at a completely new level. I know it's not easy. We've discussed this already. You've come across many challenges. But once you're able to communicate in a very tangible way to your soul, you know your soul language, as you've learned so far, things become much more easier. So in order to know more, in order to learn more, visit soullanguage.us. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you so much for enlightening us about our soul language and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and you're such a good interviewer. You were listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to my S-E-V-E-N chakras.com Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.